is a microbiologist and CEO and founder of Baby Scientist Inc. She is not a rapper. She is a microbiologist, a trained scientist who went to school and the bars that she is about to drop, Buster, deals with science and COVID. We'll also join Buster by Dr. Joseph L. Graves, Jr., professor of biological sciences at North Carolina A&T University. The bars that he is going to drop, Buster, will explain to you the Delta variant and why masks matter in stopping the transmission. And then we have Dr. Alexia Gaffney, MD, an infectious disease specialist, who, Buster, is going to drop some bars to explain to you somebody who had breathing difficulties what it's like when you get COVID and what it does to your precious lungs that was your God-given freedom that God gave to you when you were born. So let me start first with you, um, Dr. McDowell. When you hear entertainers who have become Google physicians make statements like this publicly that then spreads across the world, explain why it makes your job harder in trying to convince folks not to play games with Good evening, Roland. Thanks for having me. You know, I it, it angers me as well, and it vexes my soul when I hear entertainers and other people who have mass followings say ignorant things such as Buster Rhymes. And 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 I was telling my students today about wearing a mask and getting vaccinated. Think about it. You know, I'm not a gambler, but when I do go to the casino and I lose a little money, I'm upset, $20, $40. But think about it. If you don't get the vaccine, you're gambling with your life. There's no way to leave with a tear and sad, and maybe you can borrow some money, but you cannot borrow another life. Okay? And masks protect you from spreading it as well as getting it from someone else. And Buster said, COVID can suck his genitalia. Well, let me tell you what's going to suck something if you don't get the vaccine, that virus. It's going to suck the oxygen out of your body to the point where the cells in your lungs are destroyed, you won't have 
the amount of oxygen that your body needs to oxygenate your blood, which in turn oxygenates your other organs in your body, which in turn allows you to live. So if you don't have the oxygen to oxygenate your blood and your organs, what's going to happen? They will eventually shut down. And I read today, one of the doctors from Alabama, she got real candid with the people. She said, if you get on the ventilator, you won't come off. I mean, it's as real as it gets. You, you're gambling with your life. You want to live, you want to die. You make the choice. It's that crucial. It's that crucial. And, 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 it, and it really angers me when I hear these Google scientists out here spitting this verbiage that is not correct. And like I told my students today, stay in your lane. If your lane is rapping, be the best rapper. If your lane is science, stay in the lane of science. But don't be out here trying to do the job of someone else that you are not educated to do. And that, and that's that. That's what I want to impart. I, I want to go to Doctor. I want to go Doctor Joseph Graves. Doctor Graves, we've had you on since last year. You explained to people last year that if they did not wear masks, did not social distance, did not get vaccinated, that we are going to see these variants take place. And then you said if they continue to do it, it's going to get deadlier and deadlier and deadlier. And so when you, what, what would you say to Buster Rhymes after listening to what he, what he articulated that has now gotten millions of views across this country? Uh, Roland, it's one thing to do stupid things that put your own life at risk. And certainly, you know, I don't have the right to tell Buster Rhymes how to live. It is an entirely another thing when you take a public platform and you use your celebrity to get up there to tell other people that it's okay in the middle of the deadliest pandemic since 1918 those people who die because they listen to his video are going to be on his soul and he's going to have to answer to god for his actions the things that he said in public the irresponsible behavior and and, and one thing I, I wanted to say um so people understand just how dangerous COVID is i was in a very high level meeting at noon today where scientists that i know and respect we're calculating how many virus particles it takes to establish a COVID infection in an individual. Turns out it takes only three. Now, why does wearing a mask help? Because it reduces the number of viruses that get to you. The more viruses that get to you, the higher the likelihood that at least three of them can end up establishing an infection in your body. So people who think that they can go around and they can ignore the safety precautions they're doing just as the last speaker described. They are gambling with their lives and the lives of their loved ones and even people they don't know. And that's not freedom. That's a license. And you do not have a license to take other people's lives because of your own stupidity. Um, Dr. Gaffney, 
we are seeing and we have seen how black people have been adversely impacted by COVID-19. In a moment, I'm going to talk to Butch Graves, uh, CEO of Black Enterprise. The federal government has failed to ensure that adequate dollars are coming to black-owned media for us to be able to educate our people. Talk about what we have witnessed from the beginning of COVID and how black people have been more adversely impacted by COVID than anybody else. Yeah, so um, black people entering into American healthcare systems are more likely to receive disparate healthcare than our white counterparts. We are more likely to be taken care of in healthcare systems that are underfunded, under-resourced, don't have access to experimental therapies, which, you know, for anybody who does not yet know, when you enter into a hospital setting for COVID-19 infection, the therapies that you get are considered experimental. They're emergency use authorized, right? So for everybody who's running around screaming they're not getting a vaccination because the vaccine's not FDA approved or because the vaccines are experimental and they don't want to get experimented on, you know, it's the same um, guidance that we have for the treatments that we're using for COVID-19 infections. So let's just get that out of the way. We as a people, we're more likely to be overweight or obese for cultural reasons, for socioeconomic reasons, because of living in food deserts and things like that. We are more likely to have the comorbid conditions that increase our risk to be hospitalized and to die of COVID-19. High blood pressure, diabetes, asthma. We live in areas of the country where the air quality is poorer, and that has contributed to adverse outcomes from COVID-19. So while our white counterparts were in hospitals where when they went on the ventilator and died at rates of 15 and 20 percent on the high end, when black folks and brown folks and indigenous folks went into the hospital in the earliest parts of the COVID-19 pandemic, they died at rates as high as 88%. Okay. Um, and so I, I say it all the time, I use me as an example. I, as a woman in a black body have zero interest in getting infected with COVID-19, going in the hospital and expecting the people there who are going to give me bias care, who's going to give me disparate care, who may not fight like hell to keep my black ass alive. I'm not placing myself in their hands and hoping that I come out on the other side of it alive. You know, I've seen what it looks like for someone who's hospitalized on a ventilator for 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, things that we would never ever consider doing in the past to keep somebody alive. And they come out paralyzed. They come out with loss of organ functions, come out with, you know, cognitive dysfunction, inability to think, inability to breathe on oxygen, inability to work. And yet we will go out into the world and, you know, jump outside of our lanes, as was said, speak about things we have no idea about and not respect the consequences of these decisions and these lies that we, that are, we're spreading. <coughs> Black folks cannot afford to be a part of this whole anti-vax conversation and this anti-mask BS. We want cake, we want ice cream, we want sprinkles, we want whipped cream, we want a cherry on top. And the reality is we can't have all of that. Under the best of circumstances, we're still going to die more than our white counterparts. So we have to do everything possible to protect ourselves. So if you don't want to wear uh, a mask, um, 
maybe you should stay home. If you don't want to get a vaccine, then maybe you should keep a mask on and stay home. But we can't be in a position where we're telling people, don't wear a mask, come out, be in the crowd, eat at the restaurant, smile at the cute chick, and, and spread some COVID virus and, and not worry about the consequences. Because running around with no mask, unvaccinated, doing what we want to do is the equivalent of putting a blindfold on, taking a loaded gun, and just aiming. And at some point, you're just going to hit somebody. And we have, like you said, we have to live with the consequences of the things that we said. We have to live with the consequences of our actions. And the stakes are incredibly high. Life is on the line, and Black folks and brown folks and Indigenous folks are going to be more disproportionately impacted by this in the short term and in the long term. And then we're kidding ourselves if we think we can play the same games that our privileged counterparts get to play. We just can't. Folks, uh, this is a, uh, if y'all see my iPad, go ahead and go to it. Kelly Reinke posted this today. Um, this is what she said. On the left, fitness coach Bill Phillips pre-COVID. On the right, 70 pounds lighter, barely surviving COVID-19 after deciding not to get the vaccine. He's getting discharged from St. Anthony Hospital on Wednesday with a new outlook on life and the shot. This is how he looked before COVID and how he looked on the right after COVID. That right there explains what we're dealing with. He lived, but trust me, he is not going to have the same quality of life that he had before. Um, I want to thank our three doctors and scientists for coming on. I want it, and we're going to keep doing this because what I am not going to do is I am not going to cede any ground to Buster Rhymes, to Tank, to anybody else who puts stuff out there. Sure, you may not have millions who watch this show and who watch this video, but there's no way in hell I'm going to be given a platform and not use it for the good of black people and allow this nonsense and to young black people who listen to rappers, y'all better understand, if your ass gets sick and die from COVID, Buster Rhymes will not be paying your funeral bills. That's right. That's right. Folks, okay, I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Yes, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I just want to um, go ahead. encourage all of the people, if you do get sick and you find yourself in the hospital, please ask for the, the, uh, the drug Remdesivir, the monoclonal antibody ask for an infusion of that drug. They don't give it to people that look like us. And I had a friend who I told to ask for it and the nurse was really surprised that she knew about it. And she's like, how did you know about it? She said, because I have a friend that's a scientist. So I want everyone else out there, if you have a loved one who is sick, tell them to ask for that monoclonal antibody infusion. It will save their life. All right, folks, uh, again, I appreciate it. Thank you for uh, your expertise and your knowledge. And that's why we're going to keep putting, again, our black experts out here so our people can hear from actual experts. We appreciate it. Thanks a lot. All right. Uh, I, want to, I, want to, I want to bring up right now uh, Butch Graves, uh, who is the CEO of, of Black Enterprise. Y'all have heard me on this show uh, talking about the lack of advertising dollars and things along those lines. And I dare say... One of the reasons why you are 
we're having to deal with what Buster said is because last year, as a matter of fact, we're going to take this thing even before, I was talking to Congressional Black Caucus members in September and October of 2019. And I was telling them, y'all, this COVID thing is coming down the pipeline. We got to make sure that our people, uh, that the dollars are going so we can talk to our community, help our community. Kept saying it over and over and over again. Well, uh, and I said, don't wait for these contracts. What's going to happen? Well, guess what happened? We went into 2020. We saw exactly what happened. I'm sorry. I, I said this conversation in 2020. My apologies. Uh, and then so we, we go into 2021, uh, these things happening. And so here we are. We are now in the midst of fighting a massive disinformation campaign. And part of that is because the advertising agencies that were in control of the hundreds of millions of dollars that, that, that went out uh, to, uh, to people, uh, those dollars, those dollars have not flown to black-owned media. Butch Graves, CEO of Black Enterprise, uh, they published a story last week detailing what they call the failure of the Biden administration to confront this issue. Uh, and Butch, again, I fundamentally believe that had we been fully respected and had folks come to us early on, we could have been able to do a much broader outreach uh, to talk to folks and drive the messaging home so our people understood all the, the intricacies of, of this problem. And so when we get frozen out and the money goes to black targeted media and it goes to Complex and it goes to BT, then it goes to iHeartRadio and it goes to Viacom CBS and it goes to CNN and it goes to MSNBC, all these other companies. And then they come back and go, oh, Black people have low vaccination rates, and we're sitting there going, we tried to tell your asses that. Yeah, uh, Roland, it was actually interesting to listen to this, your three previous guests, the doctors, uh, on uh, on the show, because uh, what they're giving and articulating is the scientific reasons of why COVID-19 is so important and was so important for Black people to take. But honestly, it would have been different if from the very beginning of this process, um, the Biden administration had done what they said they were going to do, which is to make sure that the information itself was disseminated in a fair and practical manner. And knowing that African-Americans are disproportionately uh, receiving poor health care and the most at risk, that's what should have been focused on. Instead, what happened is the money got uh, through a whole bunch of other nonsense that took place, um, goes into a general contracting place uh, where, an, where a general market agency distributes the money and distributes the money to the people that they have relationships with, not Black-owned media, who reaches the most Black people. And therefore, what are people getting educated by? They're getting educated by what you just articulated a moment ago, uh, if, if the spokespeople for uh, health care for black people in this country end up being busted rhymes, we're in a, in a world of hurt. We're in a world of trouble. And that's what's taking place. People are getting the information from barbershops, beauty salons, and celebrities who have no degree in science 
and oftentimes are Ill, are, are ill-informed on everything having to do with this. This is a process that can be solved quickly. This can be done simply by making the investment. And it almost gives you the impression that it's purposeful, as if we don't want the information to get it, because there is no other reason for it not to happen. I don't get what has transpired. We, we understand what locked out means. But this is a case, quite honestly, where the Biden administration in particular that was put into office because of black people, on the backs of black people, have not stood up, stood up and said, we're going to step in and fix this and make sure that the next X number of months we are, we are crowding the black airwaves with please take the vaccine. All right. I've got friends and or family who suffered through COVID-19. I've had friends who didn't take the vaccine and unfortunately met an untimely death. And I've had friends who've taken the vaccine and caught it after the fact and have been able to recover, but at least had a chance to recover. If you never took the vaccine and you got this latest strand and show up at the hospital, you might as well be calling your local funeral home at the same time. There is no coming back from this. It is that serious and somehow or another it's still not being taken serious. We've got to get in, we've got to get the attention of the Biden administration immediately and say this cannot continue to go on. Have you heard from anyone with the administration since y'all published uh, your piece? No have not heard from anyone prior to we heard that they were going to quote before this they were going to put this out as, as you had that they were going to in fact make sure that black owned media was a, was an important part of what they were going to do not heard from someone beforehand not heard from anybody since that time and quite honestly at this point it is literally irresponsible what the Biden administration is doing because what they're basically doing is trying to take their head and bury it in the sand and pretend they're spending more time worrying about the Afghan refugees, which is a problem. And no one's saying they should be worried about that, rather than their own people in this country, black, who are literally dying by the thousands by the day because they don't have the information, the misinformation on taking the vaccine and what it means to be educated on COVID-19. And the, the thing here is, uh, and, and I walked some folks uh, through this. First of all, uh, I had a conversation with a consultant, a black consultant who was hired by Forrest Marsh, uh, the advertising agency that represents the Department of Health and Human Services, uh, the CDC and others. And we were told point blank that by the time we submitted our proposal in April, nearly all of the money had already been spent. Now, I found that to be interesting because we were not told that when we submitted the proposal. And then we were told that they did what they call spray and pray. And they just spread the money around and prayed it worked. And said to us, we now have to have a targeted approach. Why is that laughable, Butch? Because the proposal that we submitted was a targeted approach. And so that's the games that are being played. And here's the deal. I got no problem saying it. I met with the Biden administration. 
in the first 60 days and said this is going to be a problem. Made it perfectly clear to Susan Rice, Cedric Richmond, and others. I made it, I spoke directly to them and said this advertising issue was going to be a problem. Give us a shot. We're going to make get this fixed. We are now in August and it hasn't been fixed. And people keep coming to me, oh man, why you keep begging for money, talking about the whole deal? Because it's simple. The money's being spent, but it ain't going to our people. And you see the numbers, we are the ones who are disproportionately affected more than anybody else in this country. Well, <clears throat> you know, I'm offended by the fact that someone would say to you that you're begging. You're not begging for anything. These are taxpayers' dollars, of which we're taxpayers. We deserve to get a commensurate amount of the budget that is being spent on advertising that is directed to us. That is not a gift. That's not you begging. That's getting what we deserve. And frankly, we deserve a lot more. But that's not what's taking place. They have taken their head and put it in the sand. And by the way, this is not about just COVID-19, right? Roland, as we've talked about before. This is about all of their government contracts where they're advertising and going out to the to the general market and the uh, black market at the same time. What happens is, is, I don't care if it's a U.S. Army commercial, if it's an Armed Forces commercial, if it's the Census Bureau, you name it. Go right on down the line. It goes all the way back. This goes back more than 20 years. In 2000, in the year 2000, in October, Clinton signed an executive order mandating that black-owned media had to participate at a fair level with general market media as it relates to government contracts. In that 20 years since that time, it has not been enforced. It didn't matter if it was a Republican administration, a Democratic administration, whomever it was. It has never happened. Why? How is it possible you get away with it? You get away with it because no one is saying, stepping up and saying, I care. You met with them in the first 60 days and they've ignored you. They've ignored and you told them what needed to happen and they've ignored that. It's almost as if they've forgotten who put them in office in the first place. So I I'm, I'm through. My patience is zero with listening to just give us the time. Time's up. Now step up and do the right thing. Do what you're supposed to be doing and help us to educate African-Americans on the need for vaccine and what must be done so we can solve this problem together. Butch Graves, CEO of Black Enterprise, we appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it, brother. Talk to you. I want to pull in my panel right now. Mustafa Santiago Ali, PhD, former senior advisor for environmental justice at the EPA. Teresa Lundy, she is principal founder of TML Communications Law, Victoria Burke, uh, who is with